I don't need help. I'm not in an abusive relationship. This is just how it is for us. It's a lie we tell ourselves, one that many in abusive relationships repeat until they believe it. But there's hope. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship, a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence. This show is about hope. You will hear from survivors of abuse, and their stories may sound familiar. They may even inspire hope. Our goal is to connect with others in these toxic relationships to offer that hope, and with supporters of our mission, anyone willing to help get rid of abuse in our culture. We also talk with the experts in the field, from the officers on the front lines of domestic abuse calls to the therapists and advocates helping survivors navigate this complicated road of recovery. If you're in need of help, please visit our website or call our 24-7 hotline, 800-828-2023. And if this is an emergency and you need help immediately, please call 911. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship with your host, Claudia Pauls. Welcome to the show. My name is Dan and I'm guest hosting for Claudia today. You heard my voice in the intro. I am one of the producers of the show, an amazing committee of folks who put this together. And today I'm filling in for Claudia. And today we have what we're calling Men in the Movement. And in the studio, the podcast recording booth with me, I have Steve and I have Damien, uh, two guys who are involved in domestic and sexual abuse services in DASIS. So we are we are part of, hopefully anyway, the solution here. And we wanted to talk about Men in the Movement. So Steve, Damien, welcome. Thank you welcome. For Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about what that looks like. Um, Steve, you've been involved with DASIS for a while, I understand. You're, you're a board member. I right? am, yes. Uh, what is it that brought you to this organization and to this movement? Why, why do you do what you do? Well, I'm uh, the chief of police for the city of Dowagic, um, which is in Cass County, which is under uh, where DASIS uh, covers Cass County. So I'm, I'm the chief of police there. I've been there uh, for going on 24 years now. I've been a police officer for 29 years. Um, literally throughout my career, handled hundreds, of, if not thousands, of domestic violence incidents that we've been uh, responded to, been called to, this type of thing. Um, investigated a lot of it. Um, as it ends up being uh, one of the main calls that we end up handling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been in and around it a lot. And I felt that over the years, uh, I didn't know if we always handled it correctly. Uh, you know, we have a view in our mind from, a, from an officer's perspective on, well, this is what happens and this is how we go and this is what we deal with. And, you know, I've learned over the years that there's a lot more to it than what we dealt with and just the small piece that we touched uh, when we were called there. So I felt a need to get involved to, to maybe get a different perspective of it, to know a little bit more about it. And then what could I take from that, what I learned and take that back to our department and have our officers put some of that into practice and know a little bit more. Uh, so that was kind of what started me. Um, when you become a, an administration uh, of a police department, you kind of want to, what can I get involved with um, that gets me out in the community, but as yet is something important that we deal with. And this, to me, was a no-brainer. So that's kind of what got me started. All right, right on. Uh, so, Damien, what is, so, so Steve's a board member. Mm-hmm. You, you're involved, but your story's a little bit different. Yes. How are you a part of DASIS? Um, well, we kind of jokingly, as uh, a group says, I've been told, But... Um, <laughs> Our family has been uh, in some capacity or not been involved for about 17 years. You know, um, my mother-in-law, my, my wife actually has uh, worked at DASIS. Uh, so I'm happy to help out, but I have had some family members who 
been through domestic violence, so that was kind of got me a little more involved in trying to raise awareness also. And what is it that you get out of that then as, as a man involved in this where I feel like so often we hear, well, men are the problem. Mm-hmm. And obviously those in power are the ones who are the problem. And typically it's men, mm-hmm. but it's not a man-hating culture. So, so as a man in that, what do you get out of volunteering? Um, the biggest thing is really is trying to bring awareness to the, I would say, epidemic that's going on right now. Um, as seeing some, like I said, seeing family members who have been through it, it you know, it kind of strikes you uh, a nerve in you to say, you know, why and why those men or even some women, because not all men or all women are only the ones that's in domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, just what what goes through their heads, you know, why is this happening and what can we do to solve it? And so what kind of things do you get involved in, Damien, when it comes to DASIS? How do you, what do you do? I'll, pretty much anything that they, they need me to do. If <laughs> they need me to, you know, just help um, get the word out. Um, I've been playing music for them sometimes. Um, I go to the walk a mile in their shoes. Now, I haven't been out actually walking yet. You know, I can't see myself putting on the high heels. We're going to do but that. But we're going to do I that. Have, uh, <laughs> I have, you know, try to show my support in mm-hmm. any way I can. Okay. And, Steve, what does being a board member, what else do you do then? I mean, meetings, obviously, and then you're on the front lines, as it were, you're, and, you're, and your um, officers are. What else do you do in, involved? How, how do you? How well, do you I think, that? like Damien said, uh, the biggest thing is getting the word out. Um, mm-hmm. That's I think probably that's one of the um, biggest things about domestic violence. Um it's there. It happens. Um, I can attest to that um, from personal experiences, like Damien said, of knowing family members or knowing friends that have been involved in it, as well as what we respond to as an officer. And um, it's out there. It happens. People don't like to talk about it. People don't like to bring it up. People don't like to shed light on it, but it needs to be because if it's not, it's just going to continue. Um, so that's probably one of my uh, biggest things. I get involved with the events, obviously, in the uh, the, the operations of, of DASIS and how it runs, how it operates. As a board member, I'm involved in that end. And then, um, like I said, making sure that uh, we show up to events, we get the word out, we show mm-hmm. support. Um, I think it not only does it open it up to people that aren't involved in it, but I think probably that... Uh, Victims and survivors see that, and they know that there are people that care, and there are people that are out there. So it's huge to do that. It's huge to be a part of that. So I'm very proud to be a part of that. So, and Do you guys think that being men involved in this, like, it's not a hero thing. We're not there to save everybody. But I don't think we can understate the importance of having the men's voices in that. How does, how does that play out for you? Do you think that's important? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that uh, probably the um, people that know about domestic violence know what it is, know how it works, um, uh, how it happens. Um, kind of look at it as it's, it's, a, it's a good old boys club that, you know, this is how things work and, and this is how you're supposed to treat, treat women and, and these types of things. And when there's men that are willing to stand up and say, no, it's not, that's wrong, that's not how it works and that's not how it goes, I think that's huge, that's important. Um, how many times do we all, no matter what it is, get involved with our peers who who tell us, no, you're wrong, and uh, what impact that makes. So I think it's huge that men get involved uh, to show that it's not that way and that's not how it works, and we're going to do what we can to stop it. 
you got a passion have, for it. Uh, definitely. I mean, um, a lot of times, you know, how many times have women have told their story and nobody believed what are they saying? And um, so when another man can say, yes, I believe you, and I understand what well, you can't really understand what they're going through, you can show sympathy for them. And, but to know that you know they have somebody on their side goes a long way for them to completing the process and trying to get out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I find, you know, similarly, I, I got involved in for similar reasons, I think. You know, I, I was given the opportunity to join the board. Um, I came to walk a mile because a friend of mine that I go to church with is involved every year and raises money, and I thought, boy, that looks kind of fun as it were to go see him walk in heels um but i got involved and was asked to join the board consider it and i just thought you know i have a wife and daughters we we all have mothers even if we haven't been directly affected by it it is kind of our duty for those of us who realize it's wrong to stand up and say this is wrong i think it was i don't know if it was churchill or who it was but all it takes for evil to move forward in this world is for good people to do nothing and so for us to be able to do that i think is is huge and so I know, so Damien, you mentioned uh, a minute ago about women feeling that empathy and having somebody be there for them. But as you said also, it's not only women who are victims and survivors, mm-hmm. men are. Do you think that plays a role as a volunteer for us as guys to be there for other guys then who are victims? Uh, yes. I mean, you know, sometimes some men, they don't feel like they're a man if they feel like, you know, uh, the woman has taken advantage of them. and. They don't necessarily want to tell their story or comment or say, yes, um, I was in this situation. So just to see somebody there who's showing that, you know, support for them can come a long way. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, you know, that, you know they, they, they love their kids, too. So they want to know what can they do and just as a survivor to keep their kids safe, you know, keep their family safe, keep their pets safe. So just buzz for another man to be there helps them helps them open up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, Steve, do you so your your officers are on the front lines? Do you see men as victims all that much? Like, how does that play out? It happens. Um, it's not nearly obviously as as uh, prevalent as a female victim, but it does happen. We do have have men that that do come forward, and, and like Damien said they don't want to come forward very much and especially when they're talking to an officer because you know uh, law enforcement is a male-dominated profession Um, most officers are type a personalities they come in with a certain uh, personality and a a certain way about them that uh, they're supposed to be the the tough guys they're supposed to be the ones that are there to to pick up the pieces when things go wrong and so when a male feels uh, emasculated it feels as if they're being controlled last person they want to tell what's going on is that officer that's standing in front of them. So like mm-hmm. Damien said, having somebody else there to say, we know what you're going through, we understand it, that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's very important. And that, that really helps get the word out because, yeah, the, the men are just as much victims as the females are. And um, it, it does happen, and, and we can get them through the same uh, resources and the same things that come together. Uh, but we need to know the information, so that helps. Mm-hmm. And what would you so – I think I kind of heard a little bit about what you would tell men, but for any any guy listening who thinks that they're having an issue, 
how would you encourage them to take that next step? What would you say to them as a guy? Uh, you know, the, the first the first step has to be that first call. And nobody can do anything about it if they don't know about it. So uh, that first call, and, and if you don't feel comfortable talking to an officer, contact DASIS. Make them aware of it and talk to them. They will help you. And if, if law enforcement intervention is the right way to go, they will certainly help you through that process. There are people out there to help. There are organizations there to help, and they want to help. They just need that first call. It's embarrassing. Um, it can, it's, uh, it's a terrible feeling probably for them to go through, but make that call and, and we can get the ball rolling, get things started. And Damon, as a guy, what would you, what kind of encouragement would you give to men in that situation? Uh, well, you know, as men, we're, we're taught to be macho, but um, if, if we need help, the biggest thing is to ask for help. Uh, we know, like uh, Steve says, if, if, if we don't know, you don't know, you know, so biggest thing is you know sometimes we do have to swallow our pride and know that there are help out there there is help out there for us but you have to get um break it down and then ask for it and and it's not always you know physical it's not like it doesn't have to be a woman beating you up right it can look like other abuse isolation absolutely it's it's all about power and control right every episode Mm -hmm. we talked about power and control and so yeah so it may not be that you're you know, to speak stereotypically, you're this emasculated, weak man because your girlfriend or your wife beat you up or, you know, kicked your butt or whatever you want to call it, right? It's it's truly abuse. It's power and control. If she's isolating you, if she berates you, it could be psychological, all these different things. I mean, that's abuse too. And so, like like both these guys said, if, if that's you, reach out. Call the DASIS hotline. You hear it in the intro. You hear it in the close. Go to DASISMI.org and and. It's it's never your fault as a victim. It's never your fault. You need to make that phone call because it's not your fault. And, you know, I think that a lot of uh, it, it becomes a, a joke uh, about being controlled by your wife or being controlled mm-hmm. by a girlfriend or something like that. And we can certainly all, uh, you know, relate to certain things about that. But I think it, it can cross a line, like you said, and it gets to a point. And if it's if it's got to that point that's not okay it shouldn't happen and like you said maybe it's not an assaultive type of a thing so maybe law enforcement isn't necessarily who can uh maybe there's no prosecution for that but there's still ways to deal with it organizations like DASIS can get that ball rolling and make that happen so absolutely make that call and so DASIS you know as you said Steve if it's not an assault going on right now maybe they have to make a phone call to a services organization like DASIS uh we offer all those services that we do for women for guys right so yes. how would you like what do, what do you think that looks like for guys if they're gonna can they come to the shelter can they just get help like what do you what would you say to, to a man yes they can um one of the things that i've seen over the years uh, from from dealing with these incidents and and contacting DASIS, um it's a requirement um at our department that if we have any form of domestic violence type of an incident we contact DASIS and make them aware of it um mm-hmm. that's mandated uh, by law for us to do that so we do that on a regular basis one of the things that i can say is uh when it is a male victim um i have not seen any distinction or difference in the services that were provided. Uh, they still show up on scene. They still, um, the, the DASIS individuals still show up on scene, still walk them through the same process, uh, still help them through, whether it's uh, finding placement of, for living, whether it's um, getting information that helps them financially or, or whatever they need, um, there's no distinction. Um, it's all the same. So uh, I can attest to it uh, from, a, from a personal perspective of watching it happen. 
Absolutely. Uh, Dasis is on, on the ball with it and uh, will be there for men just as they'll be there for the victim of a domestic violence or a domestic situation, whether it's male or female, period. And Damien, you see it from a front line, so to speak, too. You mentioned your wife is involved. Mm-hmm. What, what have, has been your experience seeing men that reach out for help? How does it work for them? Uh, well, I've been on to a couple of uh, ERS uh, responses. Um, and what is ERS response, real quick? For emergency response um, situations okay. or services. Okay. Um, and a lot of them, most of the time, just wants the contact information, wants to know what do I go from here. Um, and and uh, DASIS has always been there to lend a helping hand and try to give them everything that they need, all the resources that they need to figure out what's next, what's the next step. Well, that was great, guys. Uh, thank you for being a part of this, Steve, Damien. Thank you for the work that you do with DASIS. Um, and I speak for the, the rest of the board, the volunteers, the people listening. Thanks for being a voice in this, this movement of men. Well, thanks for having us, and thanks for allowing us to be that voice. Thank you. Thank you for listening to I'm Not In an Abusive Relationship. If these stories resonate with you and you need help, please visit our website, dasasmi.org. That's dasasmi.org. Or call our hotline at 800-828-2023. We are here to walk alongside you. Now, if you know someone who might benefit from our show, please share it. Social media, email, simply telling someone about it, all help us spread the word and help us to combat domestic and sexual violence. We also welcome financial and volunteer support. That information is on our website. Thank you to the staff, volunteers, and board of directors at Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services. This podcast is produced with the help of a committee of dedicated advocates. Thank you to WBET Radio in Sturgis, Michigan for the use of their studio. This has been a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence and a production of Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services of Michigan.